Um, we want to talk just about how much God impacted our church through Amy Leonard. Um, now, I, would, I can't believe that anybody could attend our church and right now be going, who? <laughs> right? I think we all knew who Amy was. If you're still not clear on who Amy was, Amy was the one that would yell out at any time during the service at, for any reason at all. Right? Uh, one of my favorite things that Amy did was, I think we had some screen up and it was orange because the gathering's orange. And she yelled out, can you just make it green and yellow? <laughs> Big Packers fan, which, by the way, if Terry Pickett's here, who I know he's a Detroit Lions fan, um, I just want you to know, Terry, I'm sorry, but all of us are Packer fans today. Right? Every last one of us. Um. Let me, and I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to give you, I want to give you the opportunity. Some of you have things that you'd like to share. Um, some of you that were in community group with Amy may have really good things to share. Because what happens is even though we're really together, we talk a lot, it's still so easy just to kind of pass and go, okay, that's, yeah, I know Amy, I think that's Amy, and you don't really know about her. Um, you don't know what God's been doing, and sometimes those stories best come from community group. But what I wanted you to hear me say to you this morning was what's found in Isaiah 58, 10. And this is God speaking to the gathering, okay? It's just, just your pastor. As your pastor, I want to share this with you. If you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, and I don't want you to be offended that I'm lumping Amy in with the oppressed part, okay? Um, but she was needy, and you spent yourself meeting those needs. The Bible says if you do that, if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry, Amy, um, Jennifer talked about how hungry Amy was for Jesus, and you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always, and he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And he will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. And you, the gathering, will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. And those are powerful promises from God that don't, come true because you're a really faithful church attender. Although we like it when you come. They come true because you give yourself to the needs of others. And in this case, many of you have given yourself to the needs of Amy Leonard. And I want to give you the chance to share. Um, and this will <laughs> either be short or long, right? We're taking a big risk. But I want to give you the chance um, just to come and grab the mic. It can be long or short, funny or, or serious. It doesn't matter to us. Um, and it's an honor to have the family here, just so you can kind of hear from our church. Um, listen, the lie is that we start a church so that people will come to it because we exist for them. But if you knew Amy, what you learned quickly is, no, we were the ones that were blessed because she was a part of our church. You brought your attack dog. I'm giving you the mic. Brought my attack dog. Yep. Okay. Let's take care of business first. Sit. Yeah. Good girl. Okay. Oh my. Well, I don't get in front of the microphone very much, and I am not. Where is she? I am not an extrovert. 
Okay, so bear with me. Um, gosh, where do I start? Oh, John Ball. That's good. What else you want me to say? Yeah, I had the distinct privilege and honor of having Amy over to my house at least once a week, sometimes more, uh, in our community group. And um, where can I start? I mean, let's just state the obvious. Amy was tough to be around. Amy was a difficult person at times. And, you know, it, it really, really was hard. Uh, there would be afternoon, Sunday afternoons, we meet at 6.30 on Sunday evenings, and there would be Sunday afternoons when I'd look at the clock and go, <sighs> because I knew it was going to be a, an interesting evening. Um, you know, God sends people into our lives. God sends people in our church for a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. God created us for a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the verse. You know, he has a purpose for us. He has plans for us. Amy was sent here for a purpose. And sometimes on Sunday evenings, I would have to remind myself of that as she would go off on a, on a long rant about something. And I would look at some of the other members of our group and we'd, you know, they'd look at me and say, rein her in, reel her in, you know, we got to get on with this, come on, let's go. And it was difficult, it was difficult. Amy, as several people have said already, Amy had a lot of struggles in her life. I can't even imagine all the things that, that she dealt with. And it, it was, God really worked on us as a group with Amy. She taught us a lot. She showed us a lot. She brought a lot to our group. Which reminded me, there was a time in, our, in one of our sessions early on, Paul was preaching on Ephesians. And I think the verse is Ephesians 3, 6, I believe it is. Hang on, let me look it up real quick. You got it? I think it's 3, 6. And he was talking about, he was talking about the mystery. The mystery. Can, can, do you have it? Read it for me. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the rich, riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. And I remember we were, we were discussing the, the lesson that day. and We were discussing this and we were looking around the room. And I made a pretty bold statement. I looked at everybody in the room and I said, you know what, if it weren't for the gathering, I wouldn't know any of you people. And that's a kind of a true statement. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't have associated with them. I wouldn't have gotten to know them. I'd have seen Amy on the street and I wouldn't have known who she was. I wouldn't have talked to her, I don't think. I wouldn't have gotten to know her life. It's a mystery, people, that God has created us as a church. And he brought Amy here to contribute with his plan to this church. And let me tell you about a little bit about what that plan seemed to be. One night we were uh, discussing things in the community group and Amy was on a particularly hot rant going in one direction and then the other about stuff. And we got finally wrapped up to the end of things and it was time to sort of pray and, and wrap things up. And, you know, I was, didn't know where she was going or what she was doing. 
And she said, I'll pray. And I looked at some of the others in the group and said, ooh, <laughs> okay, all right. And Amy took off and started praying. My word. Oh, my goodness. Amy had the gift of prayer. Amy was so focused on God, so focused. It was like he was right there in the room and she was just talking to him right there. She had it. And every one of us have those gifts. God has a plan for every one of us. God has a plan for this church. And we are knit together as a body in him. And that is the mystery. And Amy clearly taught me that mystery. So, Amy, I know you're with Jesus now. And I know that you're looking down on us and probably wearing a Green Bay Packers jersey. <laughs> My name's Lauren Mervine. This is my husband, Jason, and our new little girl, Remy. And I, um, I got to know Amy in our Bible study, in the Armor of God and Fervent Bible study over the summer. And there are a couple things that um, stood out about her, and I can't think about her without smiling because I just really enjoyed her honesty and her blunt comments, and she did not leave you wondering what she thought about what was going on or really anything. But in this Armor of God Bible study, um, there were a lot of times that we would have prayer for each other, put people in the middle, lay hands on them, and it's sweaty, hot summer, and I was extra sweaty and hugely pregnant, and she would often say, I, don't, I really just don't want to be right around people. I'll pray, but I don't want to be right around people. So she would, um, a couple times, circulate the perimeter, kind of stomp the perimeter, and she would volunteer to pray, and those would be some of the most honest, fervent prayers, just bold from the heart, naked prayers. And, you know, to me, those are the best kind. But, so, like, I echo the person that went before me, the gift of prayer. And then, also, you knew Amy wouldn't say anything that she didn't mean. Um, and she kept coming to me. My belly's getting bigger and bigger, and I'm looking like this should be over with. And every week she would say when's that baby going to come out? It's not out yet. Oh my, we need to get that out of there. Is it coming out tomorrow? I really wonder what she's going to, what's she going to look like? I, you know, I can't wait to see her. I'm wondering what she's going to look like. I said, yeah, I'm wondering what she's going to look like too, but I'm starting to get a little worried because somehow she has to get out of here. You know, I'm getting worried about the exit. And she, one day she said, she said, well, I would like to be there for you if you needed me to. I want you to know that. And, you know, she wouldn't have said anything she didn't mean. So I do think she meant that. She would come and be there for me if I needed it. And I went home and I told Jason, well, you better step up because you're replaceable now. <laughs> but those were the things that came to mind. And, um, boy, just a, just a genuine person. You did not have to wonder what Amy thought. And those bold prayers are what I will remember. Bells. Okay, I hope I can do this without getting upset. Um, I just wanted to say that I think Amy started coming to the church right at the beginning um, when we were in the coffee shop, if I remember right. 
And I, so I felt like that I, I didn't spend a lot of close time with Amy, but I spent a lot of church time with Amy on Sundays. And my heart is broken. I'm going to miss her. And I know that you all are going to miss her also. She is one of these people that just have so much character. <laughs> I mean, some character, and I loved that about her. Um, I feel the same way. I mean, she was so open, so forward. Anything she said, it was non-filtered, and I loved that about her. She said everything that was on her mind. Sometimes it was not good, and sometimes it was the best thing you could have ever heard her say. And during the Bible study, I missed a few of those, but the times that when she showed up at the first Bible study that Jennifer held this summer, um, she walked up to me and she was like, I'm here. I've stepped out of my box. I don't think I want to be here, but I want to be here. And that first night that we were there, it was just amazing as how well she accepted everything that was said during that Bible study that night. I mean, she just, I can't explain it. I saw in the past five years or so, I have seen so much of the Lord grow in Amy. And I, I'm just very thankful to know that I was able to be a part of that, to see that, that growth happen. And I just want to thank you, her mom and her daughter, Hannah. I just want to thank you guys for um, for having Amy. I'll just, we love her and we're gonna miss her. I'm sure I can speak for everybody on that. I'm gonna miss her. One thing I know about Amy is that she loved kids. She um, asked me about Gavin all the time. She wanted to know how he was doing, my, the youngest grandson. But Hannah, she loved you dearly. She talked about you often. She talked about how much she loved you, how proud she was of you, and what a wonderful girl you are. And I, I haven't met you before, but just listening to her, I feel like I know you a little bit. She, she her heart was all about you too. I'm Chris, and this is Kathy. I had to pull her up here. Are y'all sisters? <laughs> we don't know each other. <laughs> um, when we had a Bible study this summer, um, Amy was very involved. I know that she probably didn't crack the, the book that we read, but she was there every week. And she let God really talk to her. And um, one night we were all sharing at the end. And this is not a Bible verse, but it's something that has stuck in my mind. Um, when Lainey first came to our family, she's the young adult that has Down syndrome. She's at Kid City right now because she would cry all the way through this. Um, 
I was reading a book about uh, parenting uh, a child with Down syndrome when Lainey first came. And one line stuck out, and it was, we are a lot more alike than we are different. And I shared that at Bible study. I think it's true. We could all see ourselves in Amy and some of the things she said or her manner or that kind of thing. I, I think long after Amy is very, very comfortable in heaven, she's still going to be teaching us things. Um, it's awesome the way God does that. But that's just the way he does things. <laughs> now, my sister was in two different groups with her, so um, I'm not sh sure what you want to say, Kathy. I can remember um, Amy getting up and walking out in the middle of our discussion because it was so frustrating and the word is like that sometimes. A lot of times it's a hard word and it's something we have to chew on and chew on and chew on. But what amazed me about Amy was we could chew on it and she could have this defiant attitude one week and the very next week she would be there and she'd be preaching it. She was living it already and God had gotten through to her so quickly. And I shared that with her that she amazed me. She amazed me how quickly God could work in her heart and change her attitude when for us it might take months or even years. Uh, Amy had a heart to hear the word. I kind of like to piggyback on what Kathy just said. The whole time I've been sitting there, the Lord's just reminded me of when I first met Amy. She, you know, she could be a little bit like we've all said. And she came to me with an assumption, and it caught me off guard. I'll just put it that way. I left church a little distraught, but I let it go. I talked to my husband about it and let it go. But within... A week or two, she came right back to me because what I remember about her was her heart of forgiveness. She could forgive just like that. And she came to me and asked me for forgiveness right away. She said, I was so, so, so wrong. And she went on and on and on and on how wrong she was. And please forgive me. Please forgive me. And this went on for weeks. Every time she'd see me, she'd come back to me, would you please forgive me? Are you forgiving me? You know, over and over and over. And I'd say, of course, Amy, I forgive you the first time you asked me. I mean, you said it to me, it's okay. But she had, when she knew she did something wrong, she took care of it. And that's a lesson we all need to learn. Don't hold on to bitterness. Don't hold on to anger. Don't hold on to assumptions that are wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You just need to say you're wrong. And she said she was wrong. And she came to me with that, and me and her... I mean, we became close after that. But I have to share something else funny. Nehemiah didn't want to share it, so I'm going to share it, honey. This is hilarious. This is too hilarious to not share. Y'all know my sons, some of you, Benjamin, and my boys look like their daddy, so they're pretty good looking. And so Benjamin's fairly good looking, and first time she saw him, she went to Nehemiah, and she wanted to know who he was. And Nehemiah introduced Benjamin. 
to her. And her and Benjamin just, every time he was here, she was talking to him, ta da 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 And she, when he, when she introduced, Nehemiah introduced her to him, uh, I guess she started talking to Nehemiah, and she says, ah, oh, I've got to get away from him, got to get away. I am not having good thoughts. They're not pure. i got to go. <laughs> Um, she was my friend um, for the past five years I have had the privilege of walking with her for seeing everything that, that everybody's saying and um, truly she became a close close friend to me um, she loved Jesus with all her heart and she loved her family she loved you like Linda said, Hannah. <laughs> she talked about you all the time. And um, she did. She had a big, 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 big heart um, for kids, for people. Anytime we went anywhere, I mean, it was always, she'd stop to talk to people everywhere, everywhere we went. And um, I just want to honor her and just the growth that I saw in her. And I was, I'm proud to be called her friend. And I just, the... the um, what she's shown me over these years has just has encouraged me. I know she struggled. She struggled with a lot. And um, I just feel like God said, come on, Amy. You know, your, your struggle's over. Um, you have fought a good fight here on earth. You have, you have um, represented me well. She did. I mean, she goofed. She messed up. And like everybody said, you know, she was willing to, to come back and say, you know, I did. But that girl, she prayed for you guys. She interceded. I remember when um, Aaron died, talking to her, and she was just crying her eyes out. And she says, I want to go to the service, but I just can't. But, that, but she stayed, and that girl prayed the whole entire service um, while we were there. And um, just, I just have to honor what she was. And just if we could just live our lives like her, you know honest with people and, you know, open and, and not try to hide things when we struggle because we all struggle. And um, I have to tell one of the, I have so many funny st Amy stories, but one in particular, um, you know how Amy would blurt out and cuss people out. And <laughs> you know, you just never knew. Brittany knows because she, she's been with her when she has. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's been cussed out. <laughs> he has. <laughs> but she really worked on that. She really was working. And one day, we went to Walmart. And we were um, having a discussion about self-control. And I think it was, it was during the Bible study. And, and we were really working at, you know, the armor of God and, and battling and what we're supposed to do. So Amy and I were going around Walmart and we're shopping and, you know, she's talking to people. Hey, how you doing? Everything's going great. It's a good day. Well, so we're coming down the aisle and I'm pushing the buggy. And I think I had Bailey with us and she was walking beside of me. And so we're, we're plugging along. We're just talking. And um, all of a sudden, this lady comes up from the opposite direction. She's on her cell phone. She's pushing her buggy and she's on that cell phone. And all of a sudden, she goes like that to us. Like, get out of my way. And um, I was like, oh, 
my Lord. <laughs> and um, she'd stop dead center. And then, she, then as we were kind of moving, and, and I thought, I hope Amy didn't see that. Amy keeps on walking. And I was really offended. And um, so I thought, thought, if I'm offended, I know Amy's like ready to <laughs> go back and hit her. And um, so the lady, as she was shooing us out of her way, then she immediately, then she stops. She just stops dead in her tracks talking on her phone. So we go around. As we're going around, all of a sudden, Amy just looking at me and she goes, did she just shoo me away? Shoo us away? I was like, it's okay, Amy. Remember, we're going to have self-control. It's all right. And so we kept on walking and she would say, I know she didn't just do that. And anytime somebody would do something like she said, I am Jesus's child. She cannot do that to me. <laughs> so we, we continued on. We didn't go back and get her. Um, but I was really, at, at, she was so rude. I was like, get her, Amy, get her. You know? <laughs> but I thought, we can't do that because we're working on self-control. <laughs> and... Um, we laughed about that for probably an hour after that. We called Paul to tell him. She's like, let's call Paul and tell him. She was so proud that she has self-control. So that's my funny Amy story. But she, she was a great one. She's, we will miss her. And they broke the mold when they made her. God broke the mold. I guess less, less than anybody here, I should say anything about this lady, but I uh, always ask Renee, is that lady here still? And it just broke my heart that she's gone. But I want you to know that I wish that light was not on. But anyway, <laughs> um, we pray that we make an impact on people. But this people made an impact on you. Do you know how much she has changed this church? This girl? I've been coming here ever since y'all got started. And you've had other strange people too, you know. <laughs> Besides, well, I'm, I'm a little strange. But <laughs> the thing of it is that I'd like to say that there is an Amy in all of us. And I want you to know that she's not left because there's an Amy in every one of you that have been touched by this girl. And I didn't know her personally, but I don't think that I'm going to miss that fact because I know y'all. And I'm grateful that you have Amy's come by this church. And I would like for y'all to pray that you have more Amy's. So they will cause you to, to mature and to grow. Because that's what did it with her. She was here to change you. And to change me. And to change you. And she did her job very well. Thank you.
Does anybody have like a go-to shirt that they just love sitting in your closet and you know you can always depend on it and you think you look really good in it? Well, the older I get, my mind starts to space out on me. And I remember one Sunday I was running a video and it was in the old building. And I was running it. I was in a hurry, grabbed a shirt, put it on. Um, I get to church and I'm doing the video. And Amy comes, you know, just pedaling up. And she goes, Chase, and you know, you know, we hug and all that kind of stuff. I said, hey, Amy, how are you doing? She goes, I'm good, I'm good. And she was just looking at me. And I was like, Amy, is everything all right? And she goes, Chase. And very, very seldomly did she ever say anything slow. So if she took her time to say something slow, something was bad. She goes, Chase, I want you to know. I really don't like that shirt. <laughs> and then, she followed it up with, and not only that, but you also wore it last week. <laughs> That's the thing that I treasured most about Amy. I have a twisted sense of humor anyway, and we were two peas in a pot. I would always see her at church, she would always come up to me, and we'd end up laughing over something. But the thing that really sticks out in my mind about Amy is I would see her frequently at church. And I say, Amy, how you doing this morning? And she said, Chase, the devil really wanted me to stay at home today. Um, and I believe everybody has a fight with the devil, but I believe Amy's fight was a bare knuckle brawl sometimes. And, and she really, really had to fight. And that's a mean old sucker out there. But I know she had the Holy Spirit in her, the same Holy Spirit that made the devil cower at the foot of Jesus and begged him to send him into the pigs. That's the kind of Holy Spirit, that's the kind of God that we serve, and that's the kind of God that I know was in Amy. I have no doubt whatsoever that she is rejoicing with angels today. And I just want to say that we are so grateful for her. She has been a, such a light in all of our lives. And... Um, and one of my real regrets is that I didn't know her better. And when I heard that she died, it made me so sad because she had signed up to be in our, our group. She was going to start coming to our group. And the fact that I didn't get to know her more was a, a huge regret in my life. But I just wanted to let you know that we loved her very much. She's waving. I knew she was coming. Um, I've struggled with this, like sitting back listening to everything everybody said. So I've got like a million thoughts floating around in my head about Amy. And the one thing that really stuck out to me about Amy, um, she just, she was so bold. And it was just in everything in her life. You know, she, um, I'm, I'm an introvert, kind of like John. Me and John are two peas in a pod. And, uh, you know, I would like not talk to anybody if I didn't have to. <laughs> and so, um, we've been in this space for a couple months now. And I remember, you know, um, I've got two small children and Amy would always, when I was pregnant, she asked me, oh, how's everything going? And I'll, I'll watch your babies. And I'll, you know, she always came up to me and always had something really fun and positive to say about my twins. And, um, then after they were born, same thing. She was always asking about them, always asking about them. And, you know, me, I would just, like, stand in a corner and have nobody talk to me, like, ever if I could. 
And she always would seek me out. And then when we came into this space, we kind of planted ourselves at one of these back tables with our kids and like all of our junk that we have to carry around with them. And she just came up to me like when we first started coming into this space and she was like, well, I'm going to sit here. I was like, all right, (laughs) come on, you know? And so she would sit there and she would play with the babies. And like, if we took them up to the nursery, she'd be like, why are you doing that? Like, (laughs) let them be down here. Like, do they have to go there? And I was like, trust me, they would distract you. She's like, nah, you know? And, um, and so, you know, she and I got to be able to build this really real, like cool relationship where she would just come and she would just talk and just say stuff. And, um, you know, and then I was, of course, like me again, I'm like, bury me. I really don't want to see, be seen by people or don't talk to people. And like, I would always be sitting right next to her when she would like shout out something and I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) But it was always like good stuff. It was always positive stuff. And so it was really cool just to see how open that she was. And she was really open with her struggle and, um, kind of to build on what Chase was saying, you know, there really were times that she just battled and I mean, she battled hard And I remember um, when we had church in the park in July, she came up to me and she had had some oral surgery. And, you know, she was telling me, she's like, I'm just taking ibuprofen. That's it. Only taking ibuprofen. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, man, I've had oral surgery. That hurts. (laughs) You must be in pain. She's like, I'm not feeling good, but I'm not taking that stuff that the doctors gave me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she she told me that the doctors had prescribed her some pretty severe painkiller, like some potent stuff. And she's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking that stuff. You know, and she, I was like, all right, well, you go, girl. Like, I know you're suffering for that, you know. And she was like, I know what that stuff does. And she just went on and on and on about how she was not going to do it. She was not going to give in to this potential, you know, something that could be sinful for her. And so I was just like, you go, Amy. And the thing that I really remember about that encounter with her and really all of my encounters with her, she just, she wouldn't stop fighting. Um, and I, I like to pride myself, and I think that I persevere, and I, like, carry on and fight the good fight and everything. But, man, I give up. I do. But she really just lived this bold, passionate life that just, it just encompassed everything that she did. You know, she would chew on Scripture. She would chew on what God was saying to her. If she knew something was going to be hard for her, she just continued to do the battle. And um, it really reminded me a lot of, there's, there's a passage, and I can't remember the, the reference, I'm sorry, but there's this passage in the Old Testament where Jacob meets God, and he wrestles with him. And he's just wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, and, like, his hip pops out of socket. It's a really crazy story, um, but just, like, that's what she did, you know. She wrestled, even though it hurt. She wrestled and struggled and chewed. And, you know, the thing that I most value about my relationship with her is that she showed me that that can happen. Like, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what God is trying to lay on your heart. You can chew it. You can wrestle with it. And in the end, God is going to bring you through it. God's going to carry you out of that. And, you know, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how much you suffer, um, to just keep going and keep struggling, keep chewing, and you'll persevere. Um, and so I'm just so thankful for getting to know Amy um, through the last couple of years that I got to know her, and we all really do love and appreciate her. Hey, I'm Tiffany. I was um, blessed to be in a Bible study with Amy this uh, past summer. And uh, John reminded me of 
um, her ability to pray. To pray. And uh, we had all gotten um, around uh, the prayer cards that we had put on the table, and we're all holding hands to like pray over the table, all the, each person's prayer request. And so um, we said, all right, Amy, come in and hold our hands. And she said, no, <laughs> no, I'm not being a part of that. I'll pray, but <laughs> I'm not getting, I don't like that. <laughs> She, like, needed her space, but just like John said, I can't say it any better. Um, she had the gift of prayer, and she would pray, um, but she was funny. She had her little, her quirks, and, and we loved it. Good morning, or good afternoon. Um, so, my name is Caroline. I've been going to the gathering for several months now. Um, and I've known Amy for a very long time. Um, I don't know. I was just super touched by um, her passing. And um, her mother was my teacher at Baden Elementary. And her daughter, she just shined like a star. She was... Um, I taught her in swim lessons, and her family, you know, from then on were like, you know, you taught Hannah how to swim, and, um, and Hannah to this day just comes up to me and hugs me, and um, I've seen Amy in some really tough situations throughout life, um, and I, when I started coming here, I was so glad to, you know, see her along with other familiar faces, um, but, you know, I was invited to Bible study. I think it was, was it the, Wendy was at the end of Bible study for that summer. Um, so it was my first and last time for the summer going. So I, I didn't know what to expect going in there. Um, so, you know, I was listening. We were talking about our faith place. And I mean, you know, growing up, you always hear about faith. And I really didn't know what it meant until that night. Like, Everybody has a moment in their life when, um, I guess, you're touched by Christ, and that was that, was that night. <laughs> so I was sitting there at the table with Wendy, and I um, can't remember your name. Sorry. Tiffany? Jennifer, sorry. Jennifer, <laughs> she was leading the Bible discussion, and, um, you know, I kind of felt the need to um, speak out and kind of reveal my heart and what was heavy on it that night. Um, so people knew who I was, but, and two, like, you know, I felt just kind of compelled to say something. And um, towards the end, you know, someone asked me to get in the middle so they could pray over me. And Amy was there. Um, and it, I guess what happened was whenever we started praying, like, I just felt like, my feet just almost became paralyzed because I'm just the type of person that I'm always on the go. Go, go, go. I just can't stop. And so what was revealed to me is that, you know, God wanted me to just stand still and listen to him and what he was having to tell me. So, and um, Amy, Amy was weeping. <laughs> I guess it had touched her too, and, you know, she prayed over me, and she was telling us that she loved us all. I love her so much. 
I love her spirit. Um, you know, she just loved us all and that we were going to get through this. And, and that just really, I don't know, it just kind of gave me that, that urge, you know, that, the sense of unity. And um, it just kind of, you know, that weight that you had on your shoulders, it was just like uh, immediately lifted up. So, um, you know, whenever I endure hard times, um, there's like this one song that I always go to. Um, it's called Oceans. And um, it's my favorite. So I always listen to it whenever I feel defeated. And I was seeking a Bible verse that really, you know, about faith, and I just couldn't really find a good one. And then, you know, I think of Amy, you know, those, those days that she didn't want to get out of bed and come to church, but she did. And I was always so happy to see her because, you know, she would speak to anybody. Even if she didn't know you, she'd ask you who you were. So, you know, just the beginning lyrics of this song says, You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I'm yours and you're mine. It, it just gives me, it just gives me good comfort to know that. Amy knew who Christ was every day. And her testimony prevailed, and others fed off of it. So that's all I wanted to say. Was, um, next. Hey, my name is Jacqueline. Um, I think I met Amy like, I was like 10 years old, so like 10, 11 years ago, um, when my grandmother was still living, and we went to the doctor's office one day, and I was like, I don't want to go, and she's like, well, if you're going to get breakfast with me, you're going to go to the doctor with me first, <laughs> so I was like, okay then. Well, I walked in, and Amy was sitting there, and I didn't like, when I first started coming to the gathering, I was like, I know this woman, and... Um, Amy looked at me a couple times, um, and she was like, I think I know you, and I was like, well, I really don't know, and then we started talking about that story, and I'll never forget that day. It was, like, so hot outside. It was, like, in the middle of the summer, and Amy had walked to the doctor, and my grandma was like, would you like a ride home? And Amy's like, no, I'm not getting in your car. I don't know you. And my grandma was like, um, well, we've been coming to the doctor together forever, and it's not like I'm going to do anything bad to you. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And my grandma had brought peaches to all the, the staff at the doctor's office. And Amy said, what? Um, I will take one of those peaches, though. <laughs> and my grandma, my grandma was like, Really? And if anybody knew my grandma Helen, she was crazy and in a good way. And she was like, well, I mean, I guess so, but you won't take her out from me, but you'll eat one of my peaches. So she was always funny. And then I finally was like, Amy, remember this? And she was like, yes, I remember that. And she was like, I don't know why I wouldn't take a ride from y'all that day. And I was like, 
I don't know either, but you ate one of our peaches, and she was like, yeah, and she was like, well, thanks for being so kind, and she was like, I can't believe the woman you've grown up into, and I was like, well, thanks, and she was like, you're continuing to grow each and every day, and I was like, yeah, and she was like, you remind me a lot of your grandma, you're really, you hand out to anybody, you don't even know anybody that you just help, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it's just something I've learned from her. And she was like, well, that's a good quality to have, and everybody always loved your grandma. <clears throat> well, then, a couple of Sundays ago, um, I had Joel, my sister's newest baby, and she came up to me, and she always loved babies. And she was always like, oh, hey. And she was like, did he spend the night with you? And I, I didn't... She knows I live with my sister, but I guess she had forgotten. And I was like, I just said, yeah, because you know how Amy is. <laughs> and I was like, Amy, I really love you, and I hope you have a great day. And then that's the last time I ever spoke to Amy ever again. And then I found out that she had passed away. And she really touched me in such a way. I'm Carolyn, and I'm, Amy was in our community group. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of adventures with Amy, let's let me say. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> My phone would ring, and I'd say, oh, dear, there's Amy, <laughs> you know? And we never knew what was going to be on the other end of the line, but it was always interesting, let's just say. Um, and one thing I want to uh, tell a story about is last fall, Amy got a really badly infected finger. In fact, she was in the hospital with IV antibiotics, and they had told her that, you know, they were going to have to remove part of her finger. It was going to have to come off. So I was up there at the hospital <clears throat> talking to Amy, and she told me the news and said, you know, they're going to have to take off part of my finger. And I said, well, that, that'll be okay. It's just a little tiny part of it, and you'll be okay. <clears throat> and she said, well, no, um, I told the doctor, you know, that uh, God was my physician, and that he was not, that, that doctor was not my physician. My, um, God was my physician. And so this finger would be okay. And it was not going to need to come off. <laughs> and I said, well, Amy, you can't say stuff like that to the doctor, you know. And she said, but I did, you know. I, I did say it anyway, and I'm going to keep saying it to him because this finger's going to be just fine. Well, guess what? <laughs> the finger was fine. <laughs> was healed, Yeah. It was, yeah, and it was badly infected, but yeah, so she was just boldly declaring that to anybody who came in her room in the hospital that, you know, y'all can do all this stuff to me, you can give me all this medicine or whatever, but you know, God's my physician, he'll take care of me. Okay, hold that just a minute, but, uh, I have to take my glass, I'm not finished yet, I got one more thing. <laughs> So the last time I was overseeing Amy, <clears throat> and she had had a really, really hard six weeks. And um, one thing she told me, and she said, well, you know, I just keep reading this Psalm 3. And I thought, I said, well, that's good. You know, I really didn't even know what Psalm 3 said. But as I was thinking about what I was going to say about Amy, I thought, well, you know, I better go read that Psalm 3 and see. And I read it, and I thought, oh, my. This is really Amy. 
Uh, Psalm 3. O Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Thank you. Oh, God, good page turner. Okay. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord. Deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. And Amy was one of his people. Anybody else? I've got time for one more, if there is one more. Repeat. <laughs> no, I got another one. Come on. <laughs> finally found the tissues right here. Oh. Okay. It makes me hyperventilate to talk in front of people. But, uh... <laughs> um... Is Kathy here? Is Kathy still here? Uh, maybe not. Hold on. Kathy, this sings. Is she? Okay, anyway. Um, throughout all the stuff that Amy had gone through that I can't imagine, uh, you know, how, how it must make her feel. She felt a lot of condemnation. She felt a lot of, I'm this, I'm that. Um, had those thoughts in her mind that I'm terrible because of this and I'm bad because of that. And um, Kathy got her um, at a Bible study, at our Bible study uh, this summer and said, you are not that, you are not this. You are a loved child of God. You are beloved all those other things that aren't coming to my mind, <laughs> all those good things that Jesus says about us and that God says about us. You are a beloved daughter. You are treasured. You are holy. You are righteous. And uh, that really impacted Amy a lot. And then um, when we were sharing more and some other people were sharing, they were kind of talking about some condemnation type thoughts that that they were saying, struggles that they were having, but they were saying in a way that I'm this, I'm that, which is not true. And, uh, you know, according to God's word, and uh, she would say, you better hush, Kathy's going to get you. <laughs> Kathy's going to get you. <laughs> she would just chime in. It was like five different times throughout the night. Kathy's going to get you. You better hush up on that. And uh, that was good. I probably got some more stuff, but... Yeah, I'm shaking, and yeah, I'm sure it was covered already. <laughs> um, we need to wrap this up. Um, I could listen to Amy stories all day long. Let me just say this: in Matthew nine thirty six, the verse says that Jesus saw the crowds and he and he had compassion on them. We've been talking about this a lot the last few weeks. Jesus saw the crowds. 
and he had compassion on them. So he sees people, and then he is moved with compassion towards people. And in the Matthew account, Matthew chapter 9, that's in 36, the very next verse is when he said to the disciples, so pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would ekbalo people into the harvest field. Um, Here's what I want you to understand. Um, The first Sunday, one of the first Sundays that Amy came to our church, uh, and I'm trying to tell this gently and delicately because I don't want to try to make other people look bad, but it's just so, it's just such a good reminder for our church and, and what we're about and, and who we are and why we're in downtown Albemarle. The first, one of the first things that she came to our church, we also happened to have somebody that was there from um, another church and, and, you know, they kind of saw Amy and looked at me funny and I looked at them like, why are you looking at me funny? And they just walked over and these, this, is, this is what they said. They said, oh, we, we know her. She's been to our church. You might need to watch out for her. No, we don't need to watch out for Amy. We need to see Amy. Fear watches out for others. But love sees others. Fear guards itself, but love protects others. And I want you to know, just as your pastor, I have never been more proud. And listen, we're not sugarcoating it. Amy was Amy. Okay? Amy has changed my vocabulary. (laughs) When somebody gets mad and they go off on me and there are words that I don't like to hear nor rarely ever would say, I don't say I got cussed out. I say I've been Amy'd. Right? (laughs) And some of you have been on the other side of the Amy'd. But we, I want you to know as her family, we saw Amy. We saw her. We saw your daughter and we saw your mom. And we love her. But the reason we saw her is not because we're amazing. And if you spend time around us, you'll be like, yeah, he's so right. They're not amazing. But the reason why we saw Amy is because God sees us. He sees us. You know, we talk about all the time in Genesis, there's that story where he he sees. He sees a single mom who wants to die. He sees her. God sees us. And then here we see in Matthew that he saw the crowd and he had compassion on them. And I want to say to you as your pastor, can we please never stop seeing people? I mean, really seeing them for who they are. Seeing past um, getting Amy'd and seeing Amy, right? And just as I hear these stories over and over again, I, I just think back to how many times that I had encounters with Amy up that direction when she first started coming. And then the Amy that I knew last month, who was not that Amy. That's the transforming power of Jesus Christ. And it only happens because he sees us. So I want to end this morning this way. We definitely want to pray for the family. But but I want to pray for those of you here. That, you know, you might, it's so easy to, I, I kept thinking as I was preparing for this morning, what did we learn from Amy? What did, what did we really learn from Amy? That, 
Now, listen, let me say this statement, and you'll be mad at me, but then I'll explain it. What we learn from Amy is that Jesus loves freaks. But what Amy knew is that all of us are freaks. Sometimes we just sit back and go, no, she's like a whole other level of strange. But there's God and a level of strange. And all of us are here. And what I loved about Amy was that she didn't hide it. She knew that she desperately needed Jesus. And I'm praying that some of you would realize that you desperately need Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you feel like you're so far gone, even if you've got the church face on or whatever, if you feel like you're so far gone that God does not see where you are, my prayer this morning is that you would, you would know that he sees you. And not only does he see you, but he's moved with compassion toward you. And you are in a church where that is, that's our lifeblood. That's our DNA. I mean, if we, don't, if we do a lot of things not well, I think we're doing that well. And Amy is a testament to that. And I want to say thank you for seeing her and loving her. And so I want you just to close your eyes, bow your head. Um, I know that we're pushing it time-wise. I know it's late. But this is important. Father, we pray right now for, for Sharon and for Hannah, for all the family. I know that today's going to be a day of laughter and tears and memories. And just there are so many emotions right now. You can't even make sense of them. You know, it's just crazy. And some of us in the room have been down this road. We, we know what it's like to laugh one second, cry the next, be mad the next. It's just but these are the times that you draw near to the brokenhearted. This is, this is when you show yourself to be the God who sees us. And I'm thankful that this morning you see Amy's family. And my prayer is that as they go through the day and tonight at 5 when they have another a celebration service, God, I just pray that they would, they would feel like, man, God, you see us. And, and you see us and you love us. And you're near us. And we don't have to pretend to be anything. We can just be ourselves. And you love that. I thank you for teaching us that lesson through Amy. We don't have to pretend. We just have to be who we are. And accept that you love us like that. God, I want to pray this morning for those in this room that feel invisible. There's nothing worse than that. Because it's a lie. Because no one is invisible to you. And not because you're looking to find us so you can punish us. You're looking to find us so that you can love us. Jesus saw the crowd, the same crowd that would kill him. He saw the crowd and had compassion on them. I'm so thankful that we serve that God. I just pray, God, around this room, those that feel like they're not seen, your eyes would be on them and your grace would be extended toward them. We thank you, God, that you have compassion for them.